Matthew 9, verse 35 to 38. I apologize for my accent, for my English. I hope you understand me. It's not my first language, so if I make some mistake, be merciful to me. <laughs> so, Matthew 9, 35 to 38. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Um, this first point of this message is the heart of evangelist. Uh, when we look at Jesus, he had the heart of evangelist. He was the one that went throughout all these villages and towns and shared the good news of the gospel. Uh, but when you look at Jesus... He is the Lord of glory, right? He was the Messiah. He was the promised king to sit on David's throne. And, uh, but you see something different. He doesn't go to palace and act like kings normally act. But he was the one that goes and shares the gospel of the people. And he is the example. You know, I just think what Jesus could do, uh, he could simply draw a crowd. He knew how to do that. He could uh, call people to come to him and share the gospel in his palace. But he didn't do that. Or he could do another thing. He had his disciples, and he could simply tell them, hey, you guys go, and I will stay over here. I will tell you what you need to say, and I will stay over here, and if you need something, come. No, he went with them, and he shared the good news. He shared that he was the only salvation, and he was the Messiah. Uh, it's just amazing, you know, what, uh, what Jesus did. Uh, when uh, this passage is talking that he went through all the cities and villages, I looked up a little bit of uh, what it could be, and one of the commentaries that I read, uh, it said that there were 240 cities and villages in northern Galilee, and that was the area that he was just walking. So imagine that Jesus was actually there, not driving car, not uh, going horse, but walking, literally, and going and sharing the gospel of the people that were there. What an example. Uh, you know, it's just amazing how many times we talk about evangelism and the need uh, of having the heart of evangelist, but, but few actually go, and few do it. It takes courage, but we should do it, all of us. Jesus did, and he's the example to us. Uh, we can see three things that he did. He was teaching, he was preaching, and he was healing. Uh, where was he teaching? Well, the text tells us that he was teaching in the synagogues. Uh, so in those days, uh, synagogues were simply places where the Jews worshipped God. And so that's where he went, and he preached the gospel over there. Um, as, as what it says, he was preaching the gospel, good news of the kingdom, the best news ever, that he came as a promised Messiah. And one more thing that is over here, and it's really wonderful, is that he went to heal them. And the text tells us that he was healing every sickness and every disease among the people. I, I just think that's so wonderful, you know. Uh, just be there in those times where Jesus was there and just somebody had flu or somebody 
was paralyzed or somebody just uh, broke his arm and Jesus was there and he touched him and he was healed. And many people went and wanted to see what Jesus really did. And they, they just went there to see that Jesus was healing. And, and you know what? This was showing that Jesus was truly Messiah. That's why, that's why Jesus was healing everybody because this is, what, this is what was the sign that he truly is Messiah. And uh, as I already mentioned, he was an example to all of us. Uh, and uh, over here, we can see that Jesus is not asking us to do something that he would not do himself. He goes and shares the gospel with the people around. And I, I see it as a wonderful example, you know. For example, uh, sometimes we go in the street and share the gospel with the people. It takes a lot of courage. Many times, you know, I'm afraid. What is that guy going to think about me? Think that I'm crazy? Uh, and many times you have this refusal of people. But you know, I personally could lead two people to trust Christ on the street. I met them, shared the gospel with them, and that guy trusted the Lord. And this is such a wonderful experience. You just see that that guy in front of your eyes changed his way from direction to hell to heaven. And uh, I still remember those moments, uh, really precious. But this is what God asks us to have, heart of evangelist. And everybody can do that. Everybody needs to do that because Christ told us before he left to go and preach the gospel to every creature. He sent us and said, you shall be my witnesses in Acts 1.8. And uh, that's what we need to do. So do we have the heart of evangelist? And the passage continues, and um, I call the second point, the heart of compassion. We can see that Jesus had compassion. And this is what uh, the verse 26 talks about. No, 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. So we can see large crowds over there suddenly. Uh, It could be hundreds, it could be even thousands uh, of people. Uh, not all of them went to seek Jesus with good motives. Some of them wanted to just have easier life. But many of them were seeking for something. And over here, we can see that Jesus, when he looked around and saw all of these people, he had compassion. He saw that those people were lost. And they don't have no shepherd. And uh, here's the question. When we look around... Um, at people that we meet, our neighbors, people at our towns, at our villages, do we have the same compassion as Jesus had when he looked around? Do we have the same compassion? When, when this passage is talking about compassion, it uses a uh, really strong Greek word. Uh, the strongest uh, of three Greek words for compassion. And it simply says that he was being moved to do something to help them. Uh, not just say, oh, uh, I'm sorry for them, but really moved to do something and uh, moved to really act. Uh, and continues that Jesus saw that these people were fainted. They were helpless. They were scared abroad. Uh, it just reminds me, you know, that they were under Roman uh, oppression uh, they had bad, terrible leaders. 
uh, that just wanted their money and they were leading them astray. And uh, Jesus used also this picture of sheep uh, being uh, without a shepherd. Uh, it reminds me something that we experienced in the Czech. We have a neighbor right next to our camp, and he is shepherd. He has about 20 sheep, but he's not a really good shepherd. Uh, what he does is that just he goes there once, once a day or maybe once a week, I don't know, and he just leaves his sheep over there. The problem is that he doesn't even have a good fence. And what happens often is that his sheep, they go somewhere else, and they go to neighbors. They go to us. So they end up on the hill. Then they end up on our soccer field. Then on volleyball court. And it's just everywhere. Uh, fortunately, they didn't end up yet in the swimming pool. So, yeah. Uh, but this is really bad, Shepherd. <laughs> he even lost his sheep this year. I don't know if you, you saw them, Chris. He lost his sheep right before summer. And uh, he just didn't care much. Then somebody found them. We actually saw them like about 10 miles from there. And we called him, hey, we found your sheep. And he's like, I already tried to get them, but they don't obey. So I don't care. And then after a month after that, he bought new ones. So, well, this is an example of terrible shepherd. I, yeah. And... It's similar what in those days, Jesus was talking about bad shepherds over there. Really bad shepherds that just wanted, uh, wanted their money. We're not teaching them well. Um, but let's look back at, you know, Jesus was moved with compassion. Are we? Are we moved with compassion for the people that are around us? You know, I am moved with compassion for the people that are in the check. Because they are lost. I was lost one day as well. And somebody needed to go and tell me about Jesus. And, you know, we can be the ones that can go and tell people about Jesus. The sad thing about Czech Republic is that it was one day really Christian country. We actually were like one of the first countries that went through Reformation. I don't know if you heard about John Huss. Uh, John Huss was a Czech guy. He was priest in the 15th century. And uh, he actually decided uh, to go against Catholic Church, you know, preach what the Bible really uh, teaches. He was one of the first reformators. And what happened with him, he was burned on a stake for his faith in 1415. Uh, But then after that, there was a big movement. And for about 200 years, there were so many born-again believers. Some people even say that there was 80% of our nation born-again believers. Can't imagine, you know, when when I compare it to it now. Uh, after that, we had a really big war for about 30 years long. And Catholics, they conquered Czech Republic. And uh, since the ruler was Catholic, all the Protestants had to go away or they would be killed, uh, persecuted. So many people left. And some of those people were also Moravians. I don't know if you heard about Moravians. Those were missionaries in uh, 18th century. Uh, biggest mission organization, actually. And Moravians come from Czech uh, Czech Republic has two parts, Bohemia and Moravia. We actually live uh, in Moravia, that's the eastern part. And that's where these Moravians come from. And uh, they decided to go in all the world and share the gospel. They went to Greenland, they went to Canada, they went even in the United States and shared the gospel with the Indians over here. Uh, all around the world, you can see their steps. Uh, Czech people going sharing the gospel over here can't imagine, you know, how people are coming to check and sharing the gospel there. Uh, 
you know, and now after communism, we became really atheistic. Uh, that's what communism brought. And uh, when I see this, I'm just moved with compassion because I see lost people, lost people without shepherd. And I want to do something. You know, I want Czech Republic to experience again what they experienced, revival. And I hope you, you wish this for your nation as well, for your country, for your state. Um, we need to have compassion. And uh, let's look how it continues. Jesus gives them certain challenge. And uh, I call this third point, the heart of prayer and action. Uh, let's read that together. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So Jesus is talking about harvest. I, I imagine it could mean something like revival is coming. Uh, and he actually says that the harvest is plenteous. It's big. It's already there. It's already yellow. The fields are yellow. Just look and you can go and reap. Uh, only if you go. And uh, also he mentions that he is the Lord of harvest. He is the sub- sovereign Lord. He is the one that decides when the harvest is going to be. And he is the one that actually brings people to him. And uh, uh, he, he saves people. Um, but uh, sadly he says that uh, there is not enough of workers. You know it reminds me that uh, when sometimes we go around fields. And it's already winter. There's still fields and snow on them. Uh, I, I sometimes drove around. What is that? People forgot? People forgot about the harvest? Probably not. It's for animals, right? But this is like a picture. What I feel like Jesus is showing. There's harvest, but there, there are no people to go and reap. Uh, so he gives them challenge. He gives them challenge to pray for the workers. Um, and here's a question, do we pray? Do we pray for laborers on God's field? We pray many times for um, protection. We pray for our families. We pray for many things, for good health. Uh, but we often forget to pray for laborers on God's field. So it's just a reminder to, to pray. And um, after that, Jesus actually tells them later on in the passage to go. To go and share the gospel with the people. And, uh, you know, as we already shared, we need to have the heart of evangelist. We need to be moved with compassion. But we also need to pray and then go. Uh, When I started praying for laborers, you know, one really interesting thing happened. After some time, I, I asked the Lord, can I be the one? That I'm praying for. And you know, this can happen to anybody. And uh, this might happen even to you. God will send you somewhere to go and share the gospel. And just go. That's the best thing you can do. Uh, I would just like to close with uh, the last thing that we need to go. It's not responsibility just of pastors, but it's responsibility of each one of us who know Christ as their Savior. Uh, there is an amazing example uh, or kind of like imagination. Uh, think of one person who shares the gospel with the people, for example, in some country that the gospel wasn't shared yet. And the God brings the fruit 
that every year one person trusts the Lord throughout his ministry. And uh, then everyone whom he led to the Lord will share the gospel as well. And God will bring the fruit that he will lead one person to, to know the Lord as well. And uh, what is amazing is those numbers that, that continue. Only one person trusts the Lord every year after each one's ministry. Uh, in one year, there's only two people, but in two years, already four. In three years, there will be eight people, but in four years, already 16. And just starting with one man. In five years, there will be 32 believers. Uh, but then, let's look a little bit more further. In 10 years, there will be already 1,024 believers. That's a pretty big size, right? Only 10 years, starting just from one person going and being obedient. Uh, in 15 years, there will be 32,768 believers. And in 20 years, there will be 1 million, 48,576. So much, just in 20 years. But in 23 years and a half, all the nation of Czech Republic would be reached because there is 10 and a half million people. Only 23 years. But you know, it, it takes obedience of each one of us. We need to be the ones that go and share the gospel with the people around us. Uh, and God is going to use us. God is going to give us courage. And this is my encouragement for you uh, to have the heart of evangelist, have the heart of compassion for the people around you, and have the heart of prayer and action.